Max Holmes with John Katz here. Um, I was very fortunate enough to get the chance to talk to Lockie and Harper again for part two of their podcast series. And um, yeah, we basically just spoke all things footy um, this season as a part of Geelong and um, yeah, where to now um, going into next year. So hope you all enjoy. Cheers. Boys, I've got to say, I feel like I'm in the presence of royalty tonight. I'm not going to tell you which one of you is making me feel that way, but what I will say is that I'm very, very excited for this Class of 2020 episode and to welcome back to the show, Max Holmes. How are you, man? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you? <laughs> oh, it's an absolute pleasure to uh, to welcome you back onto the show. Obviously, a few more games under your belt since we last spoke, yes. mate. <laughs> how, how, how are you going? Yeah, uh, thanks for that. Um, yeah, going well. Um, good to have the season finished. and Well, not good to have the season finished. Would have, <laughs> would have loved to have um, won, of course. But no, nah, good to have some time off, chat with the family, see some friends. So yeah, go well. Mm, very, very good to hear. Uh, first question we ask on all these little catch-up uh, class 2021s is just reflections straight off the bat. Reflections on your first season in AFL. Uh, well, um, I was pretty bloody stoked with my year um to be honest because I, I came into the I, especially coming into Geelong start of 2020 uh, end of 2020 sorry um I was going I, I just I hit hit in the VFL for a while just improve like try to develop my game and um yeah I was I was pretty prepared not to play any games at all um and then look around three came and I was I was in the team and I was like Jesus Christ what's going on here so um it changed really quickly, but yeah, I, I felt like got some good games under my belt, got some learning experiences under my belt. So yeah, it was a good year. Yeah, wow, it's super interesting that you sort of um, that you touched on that that you were surprised how well you went because I know I know us watching it, we're, we're not surprised given how well that you actually when you played. So I guess so. Talk us about it when it struck you that okay, I might be. What when did it strike you that you might be playing a serious amount of time in the senior team this year? Uh, well, um, well, earlier in the year, I don't know if I mentioned this in the last one, but I had glandular fever. It, it kind of took me out of my preseason for a little bit. So I missed a few practice games early on, and that, that was kind of like, at that stage, I was thinking, yeah, that's my year done pretty much. I'll just, I'll play in the VFL. Um, I'll, yeah, just improve. Um, but then I reckon it was around one AFL game. We had a practice game, um, and I just had a ripper just, Played really well. I shocked myself, shocked the coaches, and everyone's like, "Hang on, what's happened here?" I was emergency the next week, and they're like, "All right, let's see, let's see if you can replicate it." And I had a better game the week after. Right, oh, we're chucking in the ones. There he goes. But yeah, it was it was weird. Oh, mate, that that sounds like an absolute whirlwind. But geez, when you get it out on the field in that first game uh, against the Hawks, round three, that in like. Big, almost biggest game of the home and away season for the Cats. That's just got to feel obviously so, so amazing. Just talk about that for a bit. It's, I'm getting excited just talking about it. Yeah, that was, it was awesome. It was hectic. Um, it was funny going into the game because like we got Scotty over here going, this isn't just any other game. Like this is one of our biggest games of the year. Then I've got like some of the older blokes going to me, oh, come on, mate. It's just like any other game, mate. Just, <laughs> Go out there, do the fundamentals, and obviously they're like, "What's going on here?" And like running out onto the ground for the first time, like with all the crowd, absolutely terrifying. Like it was awesome, 
like beautiful and terrifying. Like it was that loud. Fifty four thousand, I think it was. It was yeah, crazy game. I think I, I started on the ground, which was which was awesome. Um, got a touch early on, then just yeah, played from there. <laughs> <laughs> how did you first? How did your first touch go? Did you take a risky forty five kick into the middle, or was it a bit a uh, bit more safer than that? <laughs> Um, well, I took a chest mark and <laughs> went, went back, and I, I saw I saw a man just forty five down the line. I just I just smacked it down. Like, I'm not taking any risk here. Just smack it down the line, make it easy, effective disposal. <laughs> <laughs> and like obviously, this episode's all about you, but I just want to uh, talk about the result for the team in that game as well. Getting a win against probably your biggest rivals by. Was it four points? Four points? Five points? Something like that in your first game. Oh, That's just like got to make that, the yeah. feeling even better. It's, oh, amazing stuff, mate. Yeah, well, that that was that was awesome. We, I think we we're up by thirty at one stage, though, so it was a bit <laughs> it was a bit scary. I, think, um, I was cramping real bad that game, cramping real bad. So when they were making the charge in the last quarter, I was on the bench getting the rub. So um, yeah, it was awesome to get the win and awesome to win. Um, sing the song afterwards, of course. So, yeah, right, mate. Always special to play in the Easter Monday games. I'm sure that Easter Sunday roast was even sweeter knowing you're going to debut the next game. And then I think so after round three. So you spent a couple of games as the Medi sub. I mean, what I know we've touched on this before, but we'll rehash over this. So, what was it? What's it actually like being the Medi sub, and especially not getting Ashley to go out there and play? Yeah, it's um tough gig. I reckon. I think it's. <laughs> You you um you're in a weird position just because you never want any of your teammates to get injured, but at the same time, like your like your own individual like drive wants you to get on the ground, like so you're sitting there kind of egging yourself on, like trying to get ready. And I, I came on one set of like four or five times a sub, and like it's just it's it's hard to get into it. Um, like it's just because you've been sitting back for two quarters and then bang straight into it. It's <laughs> Yeah, it's a weird role, so I'm hoping I don't have to play it too many times <laughs> over the, if, if they've still got it over the next few years. <laughs> when you have the role on the field, uh, probably should have covered this a bit earlier, but when you do get on the field, what kind of role did you play throughout the season just for people who didn't watch you as keenly as we did? Yeah, because I was going to say on that, Harps, because I'm, I'm a Cats fan, so obviously I watch Maxi very closely. And, you know, I think, you know, I saw you on a wing, half forward. I know definitely against Melbourne round 23, you played a bit of inside mid, mate. You were all, all over the shot. Yeah, well, I think it was – well, the game I came on as many sub, it was essentially where did our injury go. So Jesse Cameron got injured that day, so I went up forward. Um, like for I think – yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not quite, but <laughs> um, yeah, I, I missed a, I missed a couple of goals, I think. So not quite life for life, but um, yeah, I really got thrown around. So I was playing forward. So early in the year, it was as a wing. I, I came in onto the wing in my first few games, and then um, I think we we ran out of forwards. I think people were getting injured. I think we had Grind go down, Luke Delhouse go down um, in a few rounds. So. I, just, I was playing VFL one day and it's like, all right, you're, just, you're playing forward. Let's just see how you go. And I went all right there. So they um, chucked me forward in a couple of AFL games. Um, but then Stewie got injured. Um, Tom Stewart got injured later in the year. And so we, they had to shift a couple of things around because he, he came out, he was laid out um, and they had to shift a couple of things around. They're like, all right, you're going to be playing inside mid all day tomorrow. And I'm like, hey, what? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a jump, but 
yeah, just start playing inside mid and I think I was there for the rest of the year, which was good. It's bloody tough, but yeah. Yeah, I was going to say that because I think two of your stronger games, like you play well against St Kilda, but particularly against Melbourne round 23, I think that was one of your strongest games. Do you think is inside mid where you see yourself? Because I think, you know, I guess looking into you and your build, you know, I think we spoke in the preseason, you said you were learning off Isaac Smith and suddenly in the biggest game of the year, round 23, top of the clash, I see Maxie Holmes, buddy, leading the centre bounce attendances and absolutely dominating it. Yeah, um, it was a weird one because, of course, I got thrown in there late. Um, but, yeah, I definitely think that that's where I want to go with my footy, inside mid predominantly. Um, that's where when I, was, when I wasn't too small as a kid, I used to play in, in the midfield, of course, um, as, as everyone loves to play in the midfield. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I think playing, especially in those finals games, um, getting that, that midfield time in, that really just kind of gives me confidence for next year just to go in and, like, in, in our exit meeting at the end of the year, just speaking about um, let's just go into this preseason and just work on that inside craft. Just come out the other end of preseason, like for round one, just like stoppage beast. Hopefully, <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot harder, easier said than done. But yeah, hopefully it goes all right. And mate, uh, as we've touched on, you did drift forward a bit, and uh, only class of twenty twenty member of guest of the show that kicked a goal this season. But before we get on to the goal, uh, I just want to touch on uh, had a bit of a tough ride before getting that yeah. first goal. I think <laughs> what was what was going through your head uh, in the? I think that you got a point in every game for three games before that goal. So were, were you uh, like really yeah, nervous probably. about getting that first goal, or was it just like? <laughs> Take as it comes. <laughs> I, I don't even know what's going on because, like, I miss some shockers. I miss some <laughs> shockers, man. And I've had I've had a hard run after it too. I've, I've missed some shockers <laughs> as well. Um, but yeah, I just I think I just I think I'm like that Carlton game. Like he did in the Carlton game, um, yeah. and it was pretty easy go in the end, which was which was good. Um, but I, I missed one in the square that day as well. Like a shocker. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know how to explain it. I don't think I was. I was that nervous about it. I think I just kept on missing. <laughs> and yeah, but yeah, I, I was at the game. It was, good, was, it was good to finally get one. <laughs> yeah, I was at the game, and it was funny. It was um, it was unbelievable. And I, I'll tell you what, it was funny because when you did the insta takeover, you didn't answer the question, but I think it was your little brother left in a question about when are you going to improve your goal kicking. So your little brother was a bit harsh yeah. on you. <laughs> oh, that was my brother. Yeah. <laughs> A shocker, yeah, yeah. He, he sends me, he sends me this message like, "Oh, like, what, what are you doing on Instagram? Like, what's this?" And then I'm like, "Oh, like, I'm doing this Instagram takeover for um, these boys that I did a podcast with earlier in the year." And he's like, "All right, I'll have to, I'll have to comment for you." I'm like, "No, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not this anything." I think I um, yeah, I think I missed a goal that night as well, so I copped it again from him. <laughs> oh, 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 no. <laughs> I'll just give a little plug, just quickly. If anyone wants to see that Insta takeover, it's, uh, it's on our highlights on our Instagram, at WDWBpod, as well as a few others. Definitely worth checking out. We love a bit of uh, maxi time on the Instagram page. Uh, but that, that first goal, is that something you kind of reflect on now, now the season's done and dusted? It's like really, really cool that you got your first goal, or is it? Just like you'll get one eventually. Who really cares? Um, I think had I have like not gone to game after that that goal, I think it would have been like really really cool. But I think I got up to like twelve in the end, so I think 
I don't know, it's kind of one of those things that it came. I'm happy it came. I probably should have kicked a few more in 12 games, but if I had gone to the end of the season with 12 games in my belt and no goals, I would have been very cut. But, um, yeah, nah, it's good. <laughs> yeah, de- definitely, definitely. I think – and looking at the um, the games that you played, so I think – so you played in round 16, 17, and then you had a couple of weeks out, and then you came back in round 21 and you didn't really miss a beat. I don't know how much VFL football you are playing between round 17 and 21. But talk about being out of the side for those four weeks and then sort of coming back into the business end of the season. Yeah, well – it was a tough gig because I think we're in lockdown at the time, like everyone, whole state. Um, so we were lucky enough to get some um, like scratch matches going. Um, so like we went up against, um, we had this game, I think when Geelong played Richmond, um, like the ones, I was playing VFL and we played Richmond and we had Adelaide players in our team and they had Adelaide players in their team. So it was like a bit of a, a mix and match, if you will. Um, and like those games were just, they were hard to, bloody playing just because it's like what are you playing for um in a sense um like it it wasn't for points it was just kind of a it was a nothing game so it was tough to kind of put my hand up and go like look look at me like let's give me the team I'm playing really well just because it was I guess not much to play for so I think training was really important um like just really taking it up to the the ones players at training um and yeah just Thankfully, I got back into the team, um, which I was happy about. I think, I think we had we had a bad run of injuries late in the year as well, which probably helped my case. But yeah, um, hopefully next year, COVID's done and VFL's back. So yeah, fingers crossed, mate. But I don't think it'll matter because you won't be playing too much VFL next year with how you went about it in the back <laughs> half of the year. And so, like we said before, you played in round twenty three against Melbourne after the siren, Max. Go- Max Gorn kicks a goal. Tell us about that match. I mean, it, it was surreal. I know that you were pumped heading into it because that's the day you did the Insta takeover, smashed down some Mad Max, and you were ripe to go. <laughs> yeah, um, that was a weird game because, as most people probably know, I think we were up by 44 points, I think it was, in the third quarter. Something something ridiculous. Like We just had a really good run of it. Um, and last quarter... Last quarter, we kind of we, we said at three-quarter time, look, they're going to take risks here. Like, there's nothing to lose for them. Like, they're going to be third or they're going to be first. If they win their first, if they lose their third. So at this stage, what have they got to lose? They're just going to go for it, take risks. Um, and I started taking these risks, and I, I started on the bench, and we're watching it going. So we got a couple of coaches behind us. I'm going, geez, it's bloody working for them. Like, these risks they're taking, it's, it's going well. I think they kicked like three goals in the first five minutes. Like, yeah. I'd never stepped, I'd never stepped from the ground and they'd just they'd <laughs> kicked three. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is, this is tough. And I think I spent, I don't know what was going on, but I spent te- the last 10 minutes of the game on the bench as well. So I watched the whole, um, debacle unfold with the <laughs> back scoring goal after the siren. So, um, yeah, it was an unfortunate loss. Like, we would have loved to, um, being minor premiers, but it's footy stuff happens. So yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, I was pretty gutting uh, to see, even as a non-Cats fan, just as a uh, yeah. big admirer of your own work, Max. That was <laughs> it was pretty it was pretty heartbreaking. Uh, but next week, the first final, uh, you didn't unfortunately didn't get a game for that one. Got games in finals after that, but what's the feeling like of uh, I think. Lockie, you were saying Max played pretty well in that Melbourne game, yeah? 
Best, probably one of his strongest games, definitely. Yeah, I'd say my best game for the year, really. Yeah, yeah, I, I noticed that too. And then to be dropped after that, that comes as a bit of a shock. Uh, well, we had we had Mitch Duncan coming back, who was a pretty handy inclusion. So I was looking at it during the week, going, "Ah, oh, he plays midfield. I might, I might be in a bit of strife here." Um, and then, yeah, got told I was dropped, which of course is not what you want to hear, but. Um, I think I still got to be like a part of the team because I was emergency that week. So we all flew to Adelaide, like all did the quarantine together. So I was still, I still felt quite a part of it, um, which was good. Um, but then, yeah, it was just fortunate enough to get the call up the next week. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair enough fair enough but like so who who actually delivers the message to you we'll get onto some more positive stuff I, I promise but like did you find out on, did you find out when you opened up the AFL team app on Thursday or did they obviously speak <laughs> speak to you a bit earlier <laughs> no well I've, I've found out that I've stayed in the team from the AFL AFL app um, so I hadn't heard anything from the week before I'm like oh jeez and I dropped my in and then opened the app oh, I mean I mean <laughs> but nah, when I've, when I've been dropped, they, they let me know beforehand. <laughs> it's a pretty, pretty tough way to find out being dropped. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, so obviously, so unfortunately the boys, uh, they lost against Port Adelaide and then you're, you're in the next week. Were you feeling sort of a bit confident? Like, yeah, I'm, the boys were a bit bit down. I'm, I'm a good chance to come back in for that, uh, for the semifinal. Uh, well, I think we had Mark O'Connor do a hammy that that night against Port, um, and someone else, might, someone else might have had a niggle. So obviously, I knew there was going to be some sort of change in the in the team. Um, I I wasn't entirely, I wasn't one hundred percent confident I was going to be playing. Um, I think on the Tuesday though, in the Tuesday leading up to the Friday, I got told, um, which is pretty early for compared to usual. I think finals kind of everything gets set in stone a bit earlier. So. Um, yeah, I guess it was nice to be prepared early and yeah, get ready for a big game as it was. Didn't, yeah, didn't have to check the AFL app. <laughs> no, didn't have to check the AFL app. Although, although sometimes I did have to check just to see the other changes of the team. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to hear that they did realise their mistake very, very quickly and brought uh, yourself in uh, on very early. And I'm just having a look at the lineups uh, for this Cats Giants game. So uh, in came Radigalia, you. Uh, Zach Guthrie, Zach Tuan, out. Luke Dalhouse, Mark O'Connor, Sam Simpson, and Sean Higgins. Um, but that that finals win, uh, that's pretty exhilarating. Winning a final, I, I, I'm an Essen fan. I don't really know what it feels like <laughs> uh, as a fan, but as a player, what's that feel like? And a pretty um, pretty good win against the Giants as well. Yeah, well, it was a good win. It was a hard fought win, that's for sure. It was a wasn't a perfect game by any stretch, um, and we we lost pretty poorly against JWS in round 20, I reckon it was. Um, like, so it was pretty poorly. So it was one of those games that we came in going, like, we want to flog these guys because they were <laughs> they were loving it. They loved beating us down Geelong. They um, they let us know about it. So um, <laughs> that, that semi-final, we, we wanted to really win. So, yeah, it was scrappy. It was hard fought, but, yeah, got the job done, which was awesome. And, yeah, just winning that game was, as you said, just absolutely exhilarating. So, yeah. Yeah, unreal, mate. And I guess everybody speaks about, you know, finals. It's another step up. I mean, obviously, AFL is already a step up in itself. But tell us a little bit about what finals footy is actually like to play in. Yeah, um, ball zips around. Um, I, was, I don't really notice it on TV, the difference, but ball zips around, 
like the heat is on everyone's like you get the ball there's someone on you on top of you immediately like um blokes are smashing into you like if you get tackled you're getting you're getting whacked like some i think, I think even in the prelim final like i think jack viney got me at one stage just whack me into the ground like oh this is brutal <laughs> but um yeah it's just I don't know, it's a whole other level up. Don't know why we don't play like that every week in the home and away season. <laughs> Did you feel like finals suits your game? Um, I reckon I've reckon I got the experience now. I think um, just coming in as, as a young kid going into those finals games, it was a bit hectic. Um, um, I think, but I think definitely the experience I gained from that, um, like going into next year, I'd be ready to burst in a finals game. So, yeah. Yeah, that's that's very very good to hear. Uh, now you've got that on your experience under your belt, especially. But again, probably should have touched on this a bit earlier. But what what do you reckon the reason was that you were getting uh, so many games, and you were so surprised by the amount of games you were getting this season? What what kind of uh, skills and qualities do you have that kind of um, took you apart from the rest? Yeah, I think as um as Lockie mentioned before, I kind of played a whole wide range of positions during the year. Um, I think that really just helped helped um, the coaches decide that they want me in the team just because um, like mid game if someone's struggling out forward like they could they could put me down forward or something they could I just had that little bit of versatility around it so made it, made it easier to coach I guess um, so I think that was lucky um, compared to other one dimensional players who probably might have been better in one position than me but couldn't kind of go forward. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's probably the reason I'd say, um, yeah. Also, I think you've missed out the fact that you've got great speed, defensive pressure, <laughs> add, add all that to the side as well, yeah. actually. Don't, be, don't, don't leave that out. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I was um, recording pretty decent pressure acts um, most games at the end, so that probably helped as well. Yeah, perfect, mate, perfect. So, yeah, that great win against GWS. You've played in your first final. You've more than met up to the expectations. And then next week against Melbourne, unfortunately, lost, mate. To speak a little bit about that game, especially the fact that you lost to them after the siren and the home and away season. And then they just sort of, to be honest, blew the boys out, out of the water a bit, unfortunately. Mm, yeah, well, leading up to the game, um, we didn't even think about losing. Like our, our kind of mindset was, Oh, I can't wait for two weeks' time when we're playing in a granny. Um, <laughs> oh, we've, we've got we got two weeks just to chill out, relax, like, after tonight. Like, it's kind of – you can look at it as arrogant, but I think we're just trying to, like, look at the positive mindset. Um, so, you're going going into the game, they, they came out flying. I think we might have kicked the first goal, but, like, they were just on top of us from the start. Um, their pressure was elite. It just felt like playing out there that they were everywhere. It just felt like – There'd be a pack of Melbourne players around the ball, and then we'd get a we get a boot to kick it forward, and there were just a whole lot of Melbourne players again. I don't know, I don't know what they were doing, but they <laughs> played bloody well. And that um that stretch in the third or second quarter, I think, when they just went goal after goal, when when Max Corn kicked that like, goal from sixty, like that was the most ridiculous like bit of footy I've ever been a part of. Like, oh, yeah, I think I would have done six centre bounces in a row, didn't touch the ball once didn't lay fingers on a Melbourne player and they just kicked six goals. It was absurd, yeah. So that was too good, but yeah, I'll get them next year. <laughs> oh, yeah, mate, uh, fingers crossed. But do you reckon that right at the start of that answer you spoke about they didn't even think about losing? Do you reckon 
the uh, coach or whoever kind of put that mentality into you guys regrets putting that mentality into you guys or is that something that you want to kind of keep next time you play a final? Uh, I think I think it's a good mentality. We had the same mentality as Giants as well. I think um, we've got some really experienced blokes in the team that kind of that really drove that kind of mentality. It wasn't really the coaches as such. Um, the coaches joined in on it, but we got like <laughs> blokes like like Joel, who's played, I think it was like 36 finals games, something, something ridiculous like that. Something Tommy else. Hawkins, Isaac Smith, who's won three flags. Like they kind of drove that mentality. Like we're not even, like we're not losing. Like we're, we're playing, we're playing in two weeks time. It's going to be great. Um, so I don't think we'd change that going into next year. Um, I think just next time we'll, we'll win. Mate, pretty simple answer. Now, obviously, found out uh, after the game, mate. I, I don't know how much you can give us on this, but uh, there was a virus going through the team, and I know I, I certainly can't play off a yeah. b- bad stomach. So, can you tell us a little bit about that and how how bad it actually was? Yeah, well, you know what, I was I was kind of like a little disappointed. It did come out of the media a couple of days later because it really it really came across as an excuse, um, which. I reckon it was the difference for 30 points. It wasn't the difference for 80 points. Like, we didn't lose because we had, had the virus, but we had um, – they didn't release in the media, so I won't say who got who got sick, but we had, yeah, like six blokes go down in the days leading up to the game. So we had we had blokes, like, doing running sessions, like, on the day of the game just to make sure they could get up and play. Um, and, yeah, we had we had guys after the, after the game, like, vomiting for 20 minutes. Um, so – yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, um, and it, it wasn't an excuse in in a way. Um, yeah, it was a bit unfortunate to have a few boys go down. But yeah, we we still would have lost anyway. So <laughs> it's what it is. <laughs> Speaking about Melbourne, obviously it's been uh, been three days since they won the grand final, and they've obviously had this wave of support from. Uh, not just Melbourne fans, but I feel like a massive uh, portion of the AFL community. Did you feel like that? Uh, contributed to how just um, brilliant they were on the field against you guys and even in the grand final. But obviously you speaking about the preliminary final because you played in it. Did that wave of momentum add something to their game? Oh, I'm sure it did. But I think especially in our prelim final, it was less that um, it was less that they had a lot more fans than us, that it was more that a lot of people were against us. I think that that's semi-final against Giants. I've never heard a Giants crowd so loud. <laughs> there were more Giants supporters out there than Geelong supporters, and I'm like, this just isn't right. What's going on out here? Um, but, yeah, for sure, that they were um, – their fan base is bloody ridiculous. I remember when we played them in the home and away season at the MCG, they were um, so supportive and so loud for – for the Melbourne boys, but um, I'm sure that, that egged them on, but they're bloody good players, so I, I think we've got to give them credit that they they could do it without the credit as well, yeah. Yeah, d- definitely, and obviously so in the aftermath of the game, there's been, you know, there's been a little bit of discussion, you know, that, about the cast sort of changing things up, whether that's assistant coaches or game plans, like what, what's sort of going on with that? Um. It's probably bad to say, but I, I'm not really too sure of what what the go is. Um, I'm, or, I'm, we've been told that pretty much Matthew Scull and Corey and Wright they've been at the club for 20 plus years. Like they've they just, they just need a break. Matthew Scull needed a break. It's I think um, it's hard being at the top, and um, they've been coaching and playing at a club that's been at the top for that long. They've 
just a little burnt out. So Corey and Wright's gone for a bit of um, a bit of a change of scenery, of course. Um, Matthew Knights was the same. He he was a bit burnt out, change of scenery. Um, and yes, yeah, Scala, of course, he stepped away from football completely for the time being. Um, but I, yeah, change is good. Um, we've brought in James Kelly already, who's a superstar of the Cats, of course, um, former number nine. Um, so, <laughs> um, yeah, really looking forward to that. He'll be great. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to see um, the other good people that we bring into the club. Yeah. Uh, we've been incorporating a few listener questions into some of these Class of 2020 episodes. We've got, a, we've got an email correspondence from uh, Brett Frank. Uh, this, was, this was a good question. I thought it was definitely worth asking. So he says, uh, hi, Max, congratulations on your appointment uh, to the Geelong Football Club. That's a great achievement. My question for you is, what do you think about the current situation of the game plan? Is it good enough, out of date, and more importantly, do we have the legs to deliver it? Well, um, to be honest, I can't really compare our game plans to other AFL game plans because I don't know any other AFL game plans. So <laughs> this, this is the one. This is the one we've got. Um, I I personally like it. I think it. I think when we when we execute it perfectly, it works. And I think when we ex even we execute it well, it works. We we can cut teams apart um, doing it. Um, I guess. Uh, we probably do need to change it up because I think clubs like Melbourne were able to kind of expose us, um, kind of work us out. And it's the same thing for for like Richmond, for instance. Everyone's kind of worked out how to how to beat Richmond this year. Um, of course, they had injuries as well, but um, their game plan probably needs a little reshaping, just as ours probably does as well. Um, so yeah, um, the legs for it. We've got some good runners in the team, so. Yeah, I'd say we got the legs for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, and uh, one of those particular good runners is yourself, of course, mate. But uh, very interesting that you this this team has been spoken about so much as aging aging list. Uh, they're, they're not going to have the legs to <laughs> compete with their best best teams for the next few years. And obviously, you're uh, you just turned nineteen, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think you were. Uh, you were the only person under 22 years old who played 12 plus games. So there's, I guess, a potential if everything goes to plan for you to be the kind of face of, <laughs> like, <laughs> face of the team. Because all yeah. like there are going to be people retiring in the next few years, five, five or so years. How does that make you feel? Oh, it's exciting, I guess. Um, I feel like if the club wanted me to. Be in that kind of position, I'd be I'd be ready for it. Um, but yeah, on, on that like um, retirement village and all that, <laughs> I think um, one thing that needs to be needs to be said for it is that um, like Melbourne, they had what three blokes in the top ten, the Brownlow. What well, our highest was what thirtieth, Cam Guthrie. Yeah, I think that um, we've shown that we don't need the superstars and we're still performing to such a high level. So I think we're getting we're getting hit hard in the media saying they're gonna fall off a cliff but I think the way that our club works um, we're going to be fine and we're going to be we'll still be flying in five years time when we've got all our, all our young blokes in we've got plenty of blokes under 25 that's for sure um, so we've got some great blokes coming to the VFL like um, Sam DeCone and Cooper Stevens just off the top of my head um, so yeah I think we're 
set for the next few years will be good. No, I definitely echo that. And I think people are also forgetting that, you know, three of it, three of the Cats' best players, four actually had inter- injury interrupted seasons, whether that's Danger, mm-hmm. Stewart, um, Cameron and Duncan. And so, you know, a lot of them ca- missed out in the later part. Mm-hmm. They came back in the later part, so they weren't out there. Um, they went out the best, whereas like teams like Melbourne and the Bulldogs pretty much had the best 22s out there, which I don't think the Cats would have. They had a pretty banged up at the end of the year, and I'll definitely echo your comments, Max. And my next question is, though, in terms of like the fact that you are one of the youngest in the teams, and like Harper said, a lot of the players are 22 and older. Is it is it sometimes is it a little bit awkward being so much younger than the rest of the 22? Like particularly because I know that anybody that's played sort of sport, like where you're coming out playing footy or cricket, you're 17, making your senior debut, everybody's 28 or cricket or whatever. It can be tough. Um, I think I think I was lucky enough. Well, we've got the preseason, which is good, so you kind of bond with people. Um, I think early on it was awkward, but I think as I continued playing, it was good. I think uh, one stage I actually asked someone. I think it might have been. I think I asked Zach Guthrie and Asaf Radigalier, who are two of the younger younger guys in the team as well. <laughs> um, I was like to him. Do I seem young to you? Like, do you look at me like I'm really, really young? And they're like, "Yeah, you're really young, mate." Like, <laughs> really, I'm like, "Oh, right." Like, I don't really, I don't really feel like I'm young in the team because I don't even know half the team's age, to be honest. Like, <laughs> I, I, if you ask me how old a few blokes are, I couldn't tell you. But um, yeah, no, it's it's literally smooth sailing. Yeah. <laughs> Just on this, actually, we've got a question on Instagram from, uh, not an email this time, on Instagram from Joel <laughs> Lay. Uh, that's where all the young people are, apparently. He asks, uh, who are you close mates with uh, at the footy club? Quick shout out to Joel. That's actually uh, Barry Stoneman's nephew. So, yep, good thanks, friend of the Joel. show, Barry Stoneman as well. Lots of connections going on around here. <laughs> uh, good mates to the club. Well, I've been really close with Shannon Neal, who um, was drafted um, last year, pick 33. Um, yeah, good mates with Sam DeConing. Um, grind through playing with him blokes like um, but at the end of the year um, of course because I was playing like blokes like Sav um, Zach Guthrie Mark O'Connor so yeah everyone's really really cool <laughs> with the club you literally you literally hang out with anyone out there so yeah yeah, perfect, mate. Perfect. I think we've got one more of the season before we might move on to the preseason. But so you played against some of the top teams. Who was the best player that you played against? Best player. Um, it's a good one. Uh, I haven't really thought of this either. Because so. it's interesting. You know Denver, uh, we spoke to Denver yeah. Granger Barras from the Hawks, and he was adamant. Christian Petrarca, he said, is underrated. That's and this, this was like two days before, before the, the grand, grand final. final. Really? Yeah, yeah, right. Well, I'm, um, I feel like I'm a, I'm a bad person to ask about this because I think the round 23 game when Clay Nolver had 39 disposals or something, I didn't think he did too much. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably, um, I actually thought Sam Walsh played very well against us. I thought he was incredible. I think he kicked two ridiculous goals and had like 38 disposals. He was incredible. Um, Clayton, but Clayton Oliver in that prelim final was pretty pretty nuts. So, yeah, probably, probably got Clayton Oliver. <laughs> yeah, and just before we do move to the preseason, one more question on the season. Uh, it's going to be a quick answer if you want. This is from another good friend of the show, Connor Payne. Uh, he asks for your best single moment this year. My best single moment? or uh, I'll uh, go with... Yeah, best single moment this year. Go yours I'll, if you want. I'll go yeah. my individual and the team. Um, I reckon... like. Of the teams, the best 
um, moment that I was a part of was Jake Kowadashny's first goal. Um, <laughs> he'd gone on like 120 games at a goal. And he kicked the first against Giants. I should remember I was cooked after he kicked that. I've just, we've, we've gotten ready for the centre bounce and I'll, I've just been going crazy. Everyone was going nuts. Like you see photos of Luke Delhouse going absolutely psycho um, on colour. So, um, yeah, that'd have to be like the team kind of best moment. And I'd say my best moment, um, hmm, probably, probably be hard to go past the goal, I guess. Um, that was pretty exciting. Um, good to get it in. Um, yeah, the goal. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to think, but yeah, probably the goal. All good, mate. No, that's hey, a, that's, that, a, that's a ripper moment. That's a yeah, ripper moment. Is. And so we just got a couple more questions. So pre-season, mate. We know we can see that you're in your running gear. So you've obviously <laughs> been done a tremendous session. So what what are you planning on working on in pre-season to sort of up your game for next year? Uh, well, I'm just trying to get fitter, stronger. I guess that's pretty basic answer I guess but um, yeah just trying to get just run out games completely I think I, I cramped a few times this year um, so aim for next year just have the ability to run out games sprint out games all day um, get stronger in the upper body um, can't be can't be skinny and frail going up against those big tanks like Glenn Oliver and Christian Petrarca so um, yeah just build up the frame um, build up the legs just um yeah, especially work on that inside game. Really try to aim to be playing as an inside mid round one, I guess. Yeah. Well, mate, don't forget pickle juice if you're cramping. That's always a secret. <laughs> Actually, for some reason, doesn't want to work with me. Um, <laughs> I have it and I still cramp, so. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. And uh, last question. The last question that we ask on every episode and uh, we've done it through all these class of 2021s. Interesting to see if it's changed from your last episode, mate. Life philosophy. Any, any words you live by? Anything like that that kind of you let guide your decisions in life to get very deep on you? Oh, I have no idea what I said in the first podcast. No clue. <laughs> um, um, philosophies. Um, if you don't have anything. That's fair enough. You know what? I, I definitely, I definitely said this last time as well. I don't, I don't remember what I said, but I definitely would have said this. And I think just try to get, try to be like the best you can be. Um, like whatever you do, like every, every training session, every game, try to be like the best, the best individual you can be. Like individual, like ability wise, like personality wise, just like be. Yeah, always. Always be like show everyone the best of you, I guess. Um, yeah, it's my philosophy, <laughs> mate. Well said, well said, mate. And I think that's all we've got. Uh, all we've got time for today, Maxi. So thanks so much for jumping on. Beautiful. It's always a pleasure. Awesome. Thanks for having me, boys. Yeah, do encourage people if they haven't uh, tuned in already to check out that uh, first episode we did with Max Holmes. Looking forward to catching up with you. At the end of pre-season, but uh, for now, where if you tune in, uh, this is the Green T-Shirt Brigade signing off. Thanks for listening to another episode. Uh, see you next time. Thanks for listening again. See ya. <laughs>